if you're not consuming God, you're consuming something at all times. And then whatever you're consuming the most is going to be what you tend to follow the most or care about the most or uh, maybe worship the most or that might be like kind of your religion in a sense. Welcome back to another episode of PPK. Back in the studio, boys. Back in the studio. Feels good. Back in the studio. We're matching in all black. We are. (laughs) We are matching in all black. Recording. What's that? Cook clack. Cook. All black. Clack. All black. Recording this on the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So shout out to um, all of our Mexican peeps out there who are celebrating this. Uh, anybody who uh, you know, this is she is the patroness of Americas, right? So we shout definitely- out to my wife. <laughs> exactly. And many uh, people think we are Mexican. Yeah. So. Shout out to all those people who think that we yes. are Mexican, uh, but we're not. So uh, anyway, um, so yeah, welcome everybody back, back. You know, getting back in the swing of things, right? We're feeling good. Yeah. We're we're a little bit more consistent, a little bit more frequent right now. Yeah. So thank you for bearing with us. Um, so I'm gonna kick it over to Keone for the inspiration for today's episode. Yeah, so it was just kind of speaking to the heart a little bit, you know, uh, the past few weeks. And as I was just kind of scrolling through Instagram, which is where I get a lot of my motivation from, yeah, of <laughs> I was just kind of coming to the realization that, you know, a lot of our our social circle, a lot of the people in the youth, um, and even obviously you see this in adults, like older adults as well, just the idea of a lot of false religion and false idols and I was just kind of looking through and you just see these fitness pages, you see, um, you see diet plans and you see like, like sports and how that becomes, um, there's some sort of religion, right? Fashion pages, too. fashion pages. And there's just all these subsets and within culture that become sort of, sort of some sort of false religion. And, you know, people nowadays are so, uh, there's like this stigma, like this turnoff when it comes to religion. But if they actually look at their life, they have some sort of religion and they don't realize it. And I think something that we, that we we need to talk about in our podcast and really spread to the to our listeners is like the reason why these people are drawn to your fitness or drawn to your sports team is because of the community and culture. And there's a set of ideals or beliefs that you abide by. And so they one, you have to aspire to something outside of yourself because there's this, for example, a Raider, a Raider fan. There's a certain culture. You wear a certain set of clothing. You walk a certain way. You have some sort of um, likes and dislikes, right? People promote that. Within fitness, there's that as well. Um, you wake up at this, you know, you eat this. You work out this many times a day. There's a diet plan. There's there's this fit culture. Um, but at the end of the day, um, the idol becomes yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just something we really need to reflect on um, and just something that's been on my heart. Yeah, we actually referenced this a little bit on God, not government, right? Because we were saying when you um, when you were placed, I mean, obviously, it's a big deal for us in America right now as we're still kind of going through some um, some challenges, even with regard to this, the, the election um, and the results of it and all of that. But it's like so many people and we're all tempted towards it is you can be completely consumed with the outcome and the effect of that as if that's the kingdom we need to be worried about, as if whatever president or government or anybody for that matter should affect or influence um, and obviously disturb your peace and, and your your faith 
And a lot of people, in, in, uh, both obviously um, outside of the church, are experiencing a lot of anxiety and, and mental health issues on top of that. But I would say even in the church, right, they're so consumed with X, Y, and Z things. But, you know, bring up a good point, um, Keone, about ultimately it, it's going to point back to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to at least uh, share the quote and we can kind of talk about it. But, um, from you know, you've heard us often quote uh, Venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Um, one of the goats, one of the great, great evangelists of of uh, modern time for sure. But he says uh, in his book, Remade for Happiness, um, if you do not worship God, you worship something. And nine times out of 10, it will be yourself. You have a duty to worship God, not because he will be imperfect and unhappy if you do not, but because you will be imperfect and unhappy. So I guess if you put that in a, in a, uh, religious context, um, we all know that we were made by God and ultimately to be with God, right? So we were made out of love, for love, and to love. And ultimately for us as, especially us as Catholics, we call it the beatific vision to one day be united with God. And so everything that we experience that is anything of good, of course, is God, but it's just a sliver of what we'll experience when we're back with God. So everything that we do on earth that uh, is aimed towards some type of pleasurable experience or some type of happiness or joy is really really should be aimed at god and and that and if we don't fill that void with god then we're going to fill it with something else and then of course as archbishop fulton sheen says says is well by not by putting ourselves there rather than god then we're going to be imperfect and unhappy and all these fitness pages and fashion pages and whatever pages and groups you end up coming up short and less satisfied and actually less fulfilled and probably more unhappy what say you meeks yeah, I think, um, I mean, obviously it's a common theme that we've talked about a lot and just obviously we were talking about, you know, just silence and stuff like that and whatever you're consuming, if you're not consuming God, you're consuming something at all times. And then whatever you're consuming the most is going to be what you tend to follow the most or care about the most or uh, maybe worship the most or that might be like kind of your religion in a sense. And so, um, you know, I think it's interesting, I think it's interesting because a lot of people do do, um, do do. They do do fitness pages and stuff like that and uh, fashion pages, which isn't like, it's not a wrong thing in itself. Like we don't want to discourage people from trying to like follow different passions or goals and stuff like that. But I think the the point is, is that a lot of people are searching for stuff. So it's like, especially on social media, everyone just wants to be an influencer. Everyone just wants to feel like there's something. And then they go, well, maybe I'm like, maybe I'm the fitness guy or maybe like I'm the fashion guy or maybe, you know, a lot of people, um, you want to be motivation guy, which is, you know, that's a good guy to be. Everyone can, you know, can use a little motivation. <laughs> Obviously we're the faith guys, you know, we, so we get it. We're not hating on it, but I think, um, you have to do it with a certain, just the reality that this is not all who I am or who I'm supposed to be, you know, and hopefully your work just points people to Christ mm-hmm. at the end of the day, or just the truth, which is Christ. Um, cause truth is a person. I had a t-shirt like that once. It's pretty <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> But I mean, that's kind of your goal, right? Like, even if you do fitness or stuff like that, like there's got to be a higher purpose behind it. And I think the point mm-hmm. is, is that when you put so much into some of these things, you end up almost worshiping it. And so there's a lot of people who like, you know, there's a lot of, especially today, there's a lot of gamers and stuff, a lot of people who want to stream and stuff like that, which is like, I, I'm not a super big hater. I mean, you know, it's like kind of iffy on, you know, video gaming as a living, stuff like that. But it's, it's kind of cool. But I think sometimes if that's what you're consuming, when you think about just technology all day long is all what we're consumed with. And it's like, you just have to watch what you're doing because you're going to end up worshiping the wrong thing. Mm. And so, you know, a lot of us can believe in God and we can call ourselves Christian. But at the end of the day, what we do the most is really who we're worshiping, you know, or what we follow the most or what we watch the most. And it's as much as a, um, 
a call out to myself because I, you know, I obviously we're done with school and I just, I just DoorDash and that's kind of my job right now. I'm just kind of chilling for break. I have a lot of free time on my hands. And so it's like, you know, I've been playing a lot of Rocket League. So that's why I'm not hating on you gamers. I, you know, I do play a little bit of too much games and stuff like that. But I, I do have to check myself. I'm like, what am I, if God's who I worship and that's who I'm following, then where should my time be spent? And it's not like, you know, we're not going to be doing every single prayers of the hours like, you know, priests or monks do or stuff like that. That's not what's expected, but it has to be prioritized at least in some way, right? Mm-hmm. You wake up, can you do a prayer? When you go to sleep, can you do a prayer? Can you do as Taylor Marshall says, can you be on the team? Can you just say a rosary every day? Or just little things like that. You know, like when I door dash, I'll listen to podcasts just so I'm not like just dumbing my mind with music or stuff like that. At least try to learn stuff like that. Just small things. But I think, you know, the idea of false religions or wherever may title this is really about like, once again, being cognizant of what you're doing and what you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Well, I think too, like, like you said, Meeks, we're not, we're not like shaming or like talking down on these things. Like fitness is a great thing. You know, diet is a great thing. Having a uh, a sports team that you you look up to or you support is a good thing. Um, the it becomes bad though, and the devil uses it when it when it, the end becomes yourself. And I just kind of see that in fitness. Like we all work out pretty much daily, mm-hmm. and we love it. But it's it's very easy for those results just to be to inflate your pride rather than as a duty to make the most of the temple that God has blessed you with. And there's a difference in that. Mm. And it takes a constant reflection because I see these fitness pages and are you working out so you can get the most amount of likes and you can just kind of fulfill your superficial um, carnal desires? Or are you doing it because you have a duty to take care of your body? That is a gift, mm-hmm. you know? And, in, and I, so I just want to kind of wake people up to these things that you're doing are good things. And there's a reason why you're so drawn to these things, but it's ultimately supposed to lead you to the fulfillment of all those things, which is God himself. And I just think of like these people, they have discipline. You have a certain community, you have responsibilities. You're okay to suffer, right? These people who are diet plans or fitness pages. They can't eat whatever they want, or they have to wake up when they don't want to wake up Mm. because they understand that there is an innate good in that and there's suffering, there's responsibility, which Fulton Sheen talks about. If you want to become a saint, you need to have suffering responsibility. But at the end of the day, if it's not directed to God, then it it ends up bringing you further away from God. And I just think about the idea of, um, I'm reading a book actually, what is it? Three to marriage, something like that. Three to get married. Three to get married by Fulton Sheen. And we're just going to bring him up all episode long. (laughs) But he said the the nobler your loves, the more noble your character. And so basically like Meeks was saying, what are you spending your time doing? What is it that you truly love? And the more noble it is, the more noble your character. And so when I think of these virtues, the discipline, the prudence, the fortitude, the strength, you know, the sacrifice, if it's not rooted in charity, which true charity, when we think about faith, hope, and love, the, the actual word is charity. Mm-hmm. True charity is doing all things for God's sake. It's supposed to be like a friendship with God. You're doing all things for God and for God alone with nothing for yourself. And they talk about how charity is what is like the driving force in all these other virtues. Um, Because all things that you do, whether it's you're exercising prudence or you're exercising discipline or fortitude, it should be obviously guided towards your creator. And if it's not, then it's guided towards yourself. Um, So I I just think people need to reflect and like Meeks was saying that's a reflection for all of us too the, the good things that we do um, participate in if it's reading if it's 
um, if it's fitness, if it's dieting, is it for our own good? Is it for the good of God? And there's something I, I brought up last episode that's helped me with prayer. I think it was last episode of um, how can I serve you, Lord, in this moment? And that can be a constant prayer in your fitness, a constant prayer when you're dieting, when you're fasting. How can I serve you, Lord, right now? And it's just that practice of like we think about ourselves so much and it, it's going to it takes a lot, especially in our culture. It takes a lot of practice to start to let go of yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think a big, a big consequence of original sin is, is choosing ourselves over God and over other. And I think in these cases that you just described where especially like fitness, let's just take fitness and we're not just picking on fitness folks, because like you said, you know, we we all work out daily and we take fitness seriously and um, we believe it's a it's a healthy coping mechanism. And we and, you know, honestly, I know uh, for mom, mom and I, we we actually incorporate prayer into it as a sacrifice, part of self mortification and offering it up for you know, our family and, and all the people that we pray for. But part of it, a lot of folks are using things. So if you take the idea of fitness, you take the idea, um, you know, remember the whole concept, ball is life, right? That's still out there where it becomes the sole purpose. And it's it's uh, more for vanity and self-inflated pride than it is for the greater glory of God. Whereas you see people, and again, you can take, uh, you can see other people using it to glorify God because they're using that platform to bring, you know, uh, God's, you know, uh, glory to the game, right? Always giving glory to God at a press conference or, you know, um, you know, incorporating prayer time. I've had people say, I, I used to do posts where I say, I'm going to do a rosary run, you know, and what does that mean? I'm going to go run three miles. I'm going to pray the rosary while I'm doing it. I'm going to offer petitions. And so there's ways that you can incorporate the faith that elevate your mind to God. Like, it, it, so that idea of even charity. So I don't like running. I hate it. I'm a foot, you know, I was a football player. So I was, I'm a sprinter, not a marathon guy, but but I realized that it's good for me. And so what do I do? I incorporate the rosary into that. And I say, you know, what? I'm going to attach this to God and to those that I pray for. And so that it allows me to incorporate and infuse into that God, right? The divine into that, that uh, element of things. So it's just kind of right-sizing some of that stuff, because in the end, if it's just indirect self-love, you know, what is it really about? Uh, you know, you said, Keone, that true love is actually um, doing it for God's sake. So in other words, I love, if I love your mom for my own sake, because, oh man, it's easier if I just, you know, love feels good versus saying, oh, I love actually mom for God's sake and God's sake alone. Now she comes along with that, right? I love her for her sake. Nothing has nothing to do with me. And in that, the beauty about that is when you actually do it that way in that order for God's sake and the sake of other, then you actually get elevated with that, mm-hmm. right? It's like the sacrament of when we talk about the sacrament of marriage, that every effort, everything that you do, every sacrifice you make to purify that of the spouse actually purifies you. That's why it's a sacrament of service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What encyclical was it that says a man finds himself when he becomes a gift of himself? Yeah, um, it is a Godamit Spez, yeah. I think is what it is. That's, just something, that's yeah. something we can really take to um, everything we're doing. You know, being, how, can I, that's, how can I serve you, God? How can I become a gift? And I think, you know, we're talking about fitness and diet and video games and fashion, but it's even amongst the faithful who are really practicing it. I find this even in myself. Like I'd rather listen to Father Ripperger or Taylor Marshall, whoever on on YouTube, than sit down and pray the rosary, meditate. You know, it's easier because you're still feeding your appetite, yeah. whether it's the vice of, you know, curiosity or you want de- the desire to know there's something that could be still disordered. And it's still constant for all of us, even if we're like, I'm buckling down, even if, you know, all the media I'm doing is of the faith. But if all you're consuming is media and you're not consuming silence and you're not meditating on God and his mysteries and who he is. Are you, it can still be deterring you from God. So it's even the detachment 
from things that are quote unquote of the faith, mm. you know, because God, the devil uses that too. He's right. like, Oh yeah, go ahead. Watch all, every Taylor Marshall, Ripperger, Fulton Sheen video there is. And meanwhile, all you're doing is learning these facts, but you're not actually having a relationship with God mm. and his full being. You know, we're not becoming closer to which is prayer, right? right? Prayer in itself, right? Yeah, that's why I want to add it on because that's what I'm trying to work on right now, specifically in this time of my life. Is like, you know, I can have my really good moments where, like, you know, I'll do the rosary every day, or I'll have my moments where I'm reading or I'm listening to stuff. But then it's like in those moments when you're not doing that, where's your focus at? You know, and so it's like it's those moments when, like, okay, you just got pissed off again. How are you? Where are you going to react? Like, where's, where's, where are you going to find God in those moments, you know, mm-hmm. or stuff like that? Or you're in certain moments of temptation. Like, it's, it's important to, like, try to, like, once again, when you're consuming and you're trying to do all these things, like, it's got to be truly a way of life and not just a moment-based kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It can't be like a, I did the rosary, okay, I got my God part out of the way. Let me go chill now, you know? Those kind of things. That's where you, that's where I get caught up a lot. It was like, I'll have my moments. I'll talk to my priest sometimes, you know, in confession. Like, you know, it's weird because I'm doing a lot of good things. But then, you know, when the same things are happening or the classic things that piss me off, you know, happen, then there there I am pissed off again. You know, those Mm -hmm. kind of things. Or, I mean, make me angry. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, folks. Um, But those things, that's that's why it's like you got to, you know, uh, for me specifically, it's like, okay, I got to have that focus all the time. And when things come at me, if I'm praying for patience, like understand that I'm about to get a lot of opportunities to get patient, you know, mm-hmm. and things like that, especially as I prepare for marriage and I'm realizing like, you know, obviously I'm 20 years old. There's a lot of things I got to work on and things like this. And so that's kind of my own reflection for it. But um, yeah, I think it's interesting too, because like I have a good conversation with my friends, shout out my boy, uh, Travis T Rams, what we call him on the streets. <laughs> you see him, it's almost up. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll send him like a lot of videos and stuff. I try to encourage him. You know, we both have a lot of good conversations about, you know, faith and just all these other things. And I encourage him. I'll send him content and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, what's most important is that, you know, you're going to the sacraments, you're doing all this stuff. So that's a lot of things we have is like um, with a lot of my friends, and I'll talk to them and try to point them along the, the right way. I can give you a lot of content. Yes. But you got to be able to go to the sacraments. You got to go to confession. You got to be doing the prayer. That's what's the most important part. Obviously, having that knowledge is, is super key. But you know, just adding on to your point, Keanu, I think living that piece out is um, a lot more important and something that like once your focus and your mindset is always on like how am I worshiping God or how am I answering the call or, you know, if I ask for patience, how am I like practicing that out right now in those moments? That's the most key part because I think, you know, even doing the rows, you set inside just that 15, 20 minutes still can be kind of easy, you know, just set inside that time just to, you know, when I'm working out, I'll just listen to a podcast instead of listening to, you know, same old, same old. Those are, those are still like, you know, it's a good step, but it's still easier than just being able to like conquer those moments of temptation, conquer those moments of pride, um, master silence, just sitting there. I'm horrible at silence. I cannot think about anything other than whatever fascinating things going on in there. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I wanted to uh, bring up kind of um, two points because I think um, you had brought it up, County, about the uh, uh, being into your sports teams and, and things of that nature. And I remember a, a family member of mine um, when I really started to have major conversion was coming into the faith. And uh, she had told me, um, you know, not everybody's fanatic about their faith like you. And it, 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 it hurt one, but two, it kind of like pushed me back a little bit because I said, fanatic, what are you talking about? And I guess maybe I am a Jesus freak, right? Because I'm all in, but I'm thinking to myself, fanatic, I mean, we're all Raider fans, right? It's just like, you mean like dressing up in costumes and, and showing up hours before a game, spending your entire day there, you know, painting your face, like everything about your life is moved by the Raiders. 
And, and I used to be that guy, right? So it's just like, or a fanatic about fitness where everything you do, you're not just working out once a day, you're working out twice, maybe three times a day. And your whole regiment, everything's geared towards, you know, that those perfect abs or those perfect pecs, you know, whatever it may be, right? Goals, I get it, right? Right. But, but <clears throat> when you think about that, it's like, okay, why can we be fanatic about all these other things? Fanatic about your finances, you know, putting in the work, I'm going to, you know, there's this guru, right? Right. It's like, <laughs> so we put in one of the work. How bad do we want it? We want to, you know, surround ourselves uh -huh. with all these, uh -huh. <laughs> with these things and grow in our career and be that person. And it's not fanatic then. Yeah. Right. It's, it's about, man, this, this dude's about it. Right. He's about, he's about hashtag goals. Right. And it's just like, but then when you do that for God, it's just like, ah, oh, bro, we don't yeah. get it. You're, that's much. a little bit too much. Yeah. And it's just like, wait a minute, you're doing that with every other aspect of your life. And now you want to come at me sideways because I'm like this for Christ. Well, guess what? I'm, I'm good with that. When I die and take my last breath and I'm at judgment day, all I want to hear is well done, good and faithful servant. Right. And I ain't going to be like, oh, you were just too fanatic about it. Yeah. Guess what? When you're, when, I guess the, the, the end result will be when you're fanatic about it, just like the 11 apostles, right. Or at least the 10 that were all martyred. Right. End up with your head, you know, beheaded or whatever it is. And, and I'm OK with that. I'm OK to be fanatic about that. But I think that's the other part of this reflection is and the quote that we had from Venerable Fulton Sheen is that if you don't worship God, you're going to end up worshiping yourself. And if you end up worshiping yourself, you're only going to be imperfect and unhappy. Yet we all strive for what? The two things, perfection and happiness. You see it everywhere. And that's why it's OK to be a fanatic about your your sports team, your fitness, your fashion because you get something out of it all the time yeah. it's self-serving it's right to the eyes right i see it i get the instagram likes i get the physique i get the community and hoorah for my sports team you're getting something immediately out of it but if you say i need to sit down and pray multiple times a day every day you're like oh, i'm not really getting anything out of that and you don't see it but what i think father ripperger says is as you participate in virtue sooner or later as you start to develop the virtue it starts to bring you a source of joy mm -hmm. like when you participate in suffering and fasting now you start to seek it out because you understand that through those means you're now growing in virtue therefore growing in holiness therefore growing closer to god and that's really the ultimate goal so i think it's kind of just a reflection of like you said pops like these things aren't bad in and of themselves if it's pointed towards god and we have a responsibility a duty to God to do that or else we're not living on a purpose. And at the end of the day, it's going to hurt you anyway. Mm -hmm. So I think pops, we're really just beating them down right now. <laughs> and we have, we have some people who might be saying, you know, man on fire. <laughs> we have, I'm, I'm seeking an opportunity to, to, you know, join a group of men and, and really start to do some fasting and start to do things for God's sake. Do you have anything you can point in the direction? Yeah, I think there's two things. So when we talk about, you know, we always try to, uh, try to connect and make obviously make the faith and these truths relatable but also what's the practical application of it all so a couple of things that i want to point out one is we just had um on the feast day of the immaculate conception which was on december 8th um pope francis uh and the vatican news right they they published that he just declared um this year december 8th through december 8th of 2021 year of saint joseph now, for, for those of you who either are Catholic or not, or not Catholic, right? St. Joseph happens to be the universal patron of the entire church. Um, obviously, he's the guardian of the Redeemer, right? Um, but he's also patron of families as well. And, and of course, Terror of Demons. Yeah, St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Shout out to Father Calloway. Um, and I should have brought the book, but uh, maybe I'll put something, uh, a link into Father Calloway's book. But one of the ways you can do it, St. Joseph was super humble. He was given 
um, I mean, he, he speaks zero words in sacred scripture, right? But yet he's one of, he was entrusted by God to protect not just our Lord and Savior, but our Blessed Mother, right? So he was in charge of the Holy Family. You think about um, during, I mean, he was, he was thrusted into crisis. Our Lord was born into crisis, right? No room at the inn. Hey, you need to flee to Egypt because Herod's coming to kill all the, all the, all the, the young men. Um, and St. Joseph was that. So one of the things is to spend some time uh, reflecting on uh, the, you know, the person of St. Joseph in order to lead yourself to Christ. And that would be a good way, especially for us as men, just to model ourselves. The thing about it is, um, you know, if we're, let's just be honest, right? We men have a more difficult time with some of the fleshful things, right? We're, 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 we're kind of the exterior ones. We were made from the dirt. Therefore, we're focused on the exterior. Archbishop Fulton Sheen would say, whereas the women are a little bit more disposed to the interior life rather than men. So for us as men, St. Joseph would be a good model. So I'll put a link in there for the consecration of St. Joseph would be good to be able to start to do that. It's a 33 day consecration. It's a, uh, it's asking for his intercession, but the key thing, uh, think something that we're going to be jumping back into. We, we spoke about this before you heard us say Exodus 90, um, mm. shout out to James Baxter and the crew out there in Exodus 90. Mm. Um, it's a 90 day journey into the desert of silence, <laughs> self mortification. So uh, I think it starts January, is it 8th or something like that? Maybe I, I, I got to think. Um, maybe we're trying to ignore the date because we're going to start it soon. But uh, it's, it's a 90-day journey, and, and it's and 90% of the men, who and, and it's only for men, so sorry, ladies. I think there's like a Fiat 90 out there that's a modified version um, but <laughs> of, of what we do in Exodus 90. But for the men out there, I'm going to call you out, right? If you're really trying to get a hold of yourself and, get, and govern your passions and get yourself in check, and ensure that whatever it is you're doing points to Christ and to God and to the things that are uh, of heaven. Um, 90% of the men that participate do so during this time up leading up until Lent. So Lent is the the greatest season for us as Catholics, for us as Christians, really, right? It's the reason for everything that we do. Um, and so we'll put a link into Exodus 90, but it, <clears throat> I'm going to be quite honest with you. Um, make sure you eat your Wheaties before you, uh, you consider it because a couple <clears throat> bowls, a couple bowls, do some push-ups, some pull-ups, uh, and check your manhood because it, it will do it for you. You know what I mean? When I think about, um, what we got to do, uh, you know, no sweets, no alcohol, you're fasting twice a week, you're abstaining from meat twice a week. Um, there's no snacks between meals. Uh, there's this thing called cold showers every single day. Um, physical, TV. no TV, no sports events. Um, no technology outside of doing it for work and or ministry, no unnecessary text messages or things of that nature takes you completely off of social media. Um, did I mention there's cold showers every day? Mm. Yeah, that's, um, that's pretty intense. That's probably one of the least things that I like about it at all. What am I missing? I know there's, there's other things. Uh, oh yeah. No secular music. No secular music. Um, I think what it does though, is it's stripping us of all our attachments. Like we're so drawn to, we need to constantly, like we're literally at a stoplight and, and I do this too, loser. (laughs) I have to pull out the phone and just scroll like two scrolls Mm. for what, what did you just do? Now it's green and people are honking. Now people are honking. Nice (laughs) dude. Nice. So it's, you know, just the idea of like stripping you away of your attachments, but then you're also growing in virtue. There's a holy hour that you have to do daily. Oh yeah, 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 daily holy hour, at least twenty or fifteen minutes of reflection. I think or twenty minutes yeah. of reflection at least. Yeah, and and preferably in front of the blessed sacrament. Mm-hmm. Right, there's a holy hour. Um, what else is it? You need to get good night's rest. Good, yeah, sleeping. Oh, you have to work exercising out. Yeah, three, three times, times a week. 
you can do yeah. more than that. Yeah, I, uh, I would say, you know, a little bit more than that. Yeah, but, yeah you know uh, who you are. <laughs> yeah, you know we're talking about you. Yeah. But it's just, it's the getting that moment of silence. And, you know, Miko was talking about that a few episodes ago about the power of silence. And this is one way to do it, you know, because we're not taking away your fitness, you know, even your fashion, you're not taking away your diet. You're still, we're almost kind of helping you out a little bit, yeah. but it's, yeah. <laughs> but you're meditating on it. You're doing it for a purpose other than yourself. And that's just one way to actually reorder our disordered passions, our disordered um, plans and, and routines. That's actually during Exodus 90. Uh, we did that. What was it? 2019 or 2018? 2018, right? No, I think it was 2019. No, it was 18. Oh, it was 18 because we skipped 19. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, yeah, 2018, that's when I actually birthed the idea of uh, PBK. Just because you get that, you get so much silence sure. and stuff like that and so much reflection. That's where the best ideas come from. And um, yeah, I think everyone should do it at least once. I'm not doing it this round. <laughs> so, you know, if you've already done it, don't feel like, you know. It's tough. I know. I know. I'm with you. <laughs> but I think every every Catholic man for sure should do at least once because then now, like even without the season, like I'm I'm still fasting twice a week. So Wednesday, Friday is all safe for me. And then mm-hmm. I'll try to have like, you know, snacks and maybe like uh, just one big meal or something like that. Um, it's just something I, tr- I want to continually do. I don't know if I want to put myself through the uh, Navy SEALs camp <laughs> training hell week of uh, Exodus for three months. But either way, it does help you prepare. And then you become like, more sensitive towards it like when me and Keone first did it and then we go back and listen to some of our old music we'd be like "Ooh, i don't know maybe like you know that's not really hitting as much as like it used to back in the day and so or you know when you're just like consuming a lot of content you're like ah i should really take a step back after you do those things because you start to be more aware of it so i think it'd be good but like you know if you want to hop on the you know the, the train with meeks of uh you know just being a normal guy uh, just trying to live your life. Uh, you could just do a little fasting action. Maybe we could plan a little day of cold showers together. <laughs> Not together, but, you know, same. Uh, yeah. All right. So anyways, like, comment, subscribe. We'll see you guys next time. You know, it's kind of funny because, you know, you bring it up that PBK was birthed out of this. And I think the idea when I talked to um, James Baxter, executive director, when I was really trying to because there's a lot of, you know, just a, a, a side note to this. A lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, I did the modified version of Exodus 90. Yeah, there's no such thing. Right. There's no. Um, I, I do everything but the cold showers or I do everything, but there's no such thing. Um, but one of the things I asked, I said, hey, what's the intent? And it's really to um, obviously grow in holiness, but really to enter into silence. It's 90 days for a reason. It's breaking and stripping us of all those vices, the attachments, as Keone said, of our comforts. Um, and it really it, it kind of really highlights and shows you how attached you are to pleasure specifically, right? And so with such a problem, we, we you know, we talked about this with toxic masculinity and the, the idea of effeminacy, the inability to deny pleasure in order to pursue the arduous is a big problem. It's, it's a problem as a whole, but it's a problem for men, 100%. Um, and I think that's the thing where we need to, to leverage this opportunity. And to Meek's point, y'all had to prayerfully discern, right? Keone and I kind of talked a little bit about it. It's a little bit difficult. I mean, uh, cold water in California is different than cold water in Steubenville, Ohio. That's uh, that that's real talk right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone has to kind of kind of think through and pray through whether or not they're time. I know brothers that I asked in 2018 um, weren't ready. They just weren't disposed to what God wanted to do to them, and 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 now they're ready to to do some of it. So just encourage. We'll, again, we'll drop a link Exodus 90. But if I could just before we kind of close this one up, but um, maybe we can just share like what it really did. Why are you considering again, Keone, and what it did for you the first time? Okay. Well, I'll start with what it did for me the first time, and then I'll answer this, the first question. So I think what it did for me was it disposed, of me disposed me to silence, which is something I, I think 
majority of people my age, I, I honestly, between Miko and my age, anything 18 to like young adulthood into their twenties and early thirties, we often are consumed by media. And even if you're doing something good, like you're still, if you're watching a good show or a good documentary or a good podcast, it's still media. Mm-hmm. And, um, one thing that did is it really began my relationship in the chapel, which is something I was doing kind of here or there, but that, that strengthened my ability to just sit in silence and not just be yakking all day to God and just sit there. Um, and then also um, praying the rosary. That was a good thing that came out of that. But I think one of the big things that Exodus 90 gave me was discipline for God's sake. Because I was used to discipline, basketball, I was used to discipline, fitness, we're used to discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, but stripping you of all your attachments now and you're now broken free from all your pleasures and now you're sitting in silence and you're suffering and now all you're faced with, you're not able to distract yourself on your phone or distract yourself with media. You're just sitting in the monstrance and you're like, all right, so I'm doing it for you. So let's, let me get to know you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really something that strengthened my faith. And then like Meeks was saying, what it did for me is I think it really broke my my bad attachment to music, especially rap music. Mm-hmm. And that after that, you you start to listen to that music again once you're, once Exodus 90 was over and you're like, ah, oh, geez, dude, I was listening to this. And it was just in one year, out the other. But it starts to form your conscience, starts to, to form what you think about. And um, it was just crazy. Like night and day, the minute Exodus 90 was over, you are so sensitive to the just the filth that rap music is. Mm-hmm. you know and so that really helped me because that was something i was really attached to and that was the hardest thing for me to give up was um secular music just because i was so in tune with it you know i was downloading new songs every day um so that broke free and the reason why i'm called to do it now is because you know your boy's a married man <laughs> as of october and i just feel like this is a, a big step for myself and you know my future family and just becoming the man that i need to be because i know i still have a lot of room to grow as a now a husband and you know a future father and all that and just really like um stepping up because i have another soul that now has been entrusted to me in a, in a new way like we're actually becoming one you know and mm-hmm. or we we came we became one through the sacrament so um, i think it's just a call for me to just man up and suck it up yeah i think for me um just to kind of answer those same questions i think for me it, it allowed me to go into silence and i, I would say not just 18 to young adults. I think men in general struggle with silence. I mm-hmm. think our world in general struggle with silence. I know I did. And um, man, how it's changed uh, my perspective. I actually appreciate and, and I'm an extrovert and I appreciate the silence. I appreciate um, the the quiet of just being by myself um, and entering into that. And I think so I would encourage anybody who does do it to maybe not even because um, you can listen to music that uplifts your soul. But I would say maybe you just don't listen to music at all. You just go into silence. That's really your call. You pray, pray you know, prayerfully discern um, because I think then you can hear God, right? God operates in the silent. Right? Yeah. I mean, you think about sacred scripture, I'll tell you, he wasn't in the in the fiery storm. He wasn't in the crazy wind or he wasn't in the, the earthquakes. He was in the whispering wind. And I think that's when we'll hear uh, God. And um, the other point about, I mean, the reason why uh, I'm choosing to do it again is just because I feel like the work that we're doing, especially during this time, I think uh, this is so this is so providential, the year of St. Joseph, the terror of demons. I think the work we're trying to do with PPK and stuff we do with World Ablaze and just the way we're trying to live our life as godly men uh, raising our, and try to raising, raising godly families. I mean, you're, you're right around the corner in May for your, you know, your wedding is um, calls for us to detox, calls for us to strip, and it calls for us to, to really man up. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I've, I've been um, 
the devil's trying to work, you know, work on me. Like I feel like I'm, 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 I'm being attacked in a sense because of the things that I stand for and it's God. And so if you don't feel at conflict with the world, then I think you're doing it wrong. If you don't feel at conflict with what we experience in this, in this culture, then I think you're doing it wrong. I think I would question your Christianity to be quite honest. Right. So just again, I'll drop a link in there. And I think it's important that we, um, we kind of enter into, uh, 2021, um, a lot more focus on God and not allowing uh, these false religions that are really indirect self-love and pointing to ourselves to take over our lives. Any last parting words, Meeks? Um, yeah, there's, a, there's a one last part you guys forgot about, Exodus 90. It uh, requires you to like, comment, and subscribe That's right. to Priest Prophet King. Yeah. World of Blaze. Uh, as well, you know, uh, you got a lot of things cooking up around these parts. That's a, that's a pretty key part. You can't follow the Instagram because you're not supposed to be a media, <laughs> but uh, maybe you can consume some good content. That's right. During your workout and not uh, listen to to whatever you'd like to listen to. Yeah, exactly. So continue to, to support us. We appreciate all of your support now for those that have been kind of real ones for us, right? That have been solid ones. I don't know. We haven't heard from Colin, though. So where's Colin, Colin been? Colin. Colin, we're missing you. North Ireland. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping everything is good, brother. We're so. going to change our name to Colin's voice instead of pre Five King. <laughs> That's but, right. uh, can't do it anymore. Yeah, so we just ask that you continue to pray for us. And we hope that you are having a blessed feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe, a blessed Advent. And not only celebrate the first coming of our Lord, but make sure you're celebrating and preparing yourself for the second coming. May God be with you. And let's get holy or die trying. Peace. <laughs>